From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Tuesday, June 9th. Can you believe it's June 9th, Keith? Um, uh, 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 2020? I forgot how I do my intro. Um, it just shows you how long we've been away from this. Uh, Keith Markowitz is with us because the Markowitz brothers usually preview the majors. Well, this is not a major, the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. But it damn sure feels like one because it's got a field that is top-notch. And Keith Markowitz joins us for the first time in a long time to preview the Charles Schwab Challenge. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Golf is back. Uh, thank you for uh, having me. It's, uh, it is it's a pleasure, and I'm real excited for it. It is my pleasure to have you on this Tuesday evening. Um so yesterday, I had Alex Lazan from the Course of Life podcast on the show, and we talked about some of the odd idiosyncrasies and the weird stuff we might see this week. The point of this podcast, folks, is to actually dive in to what we think we'll see this week. And for my money, um, look, the the heat's going to be on. We're going to have temperatures up in the hundred, uh, uh, up in the nineties, near a hundred. And what I'm looking for, Keith is who has prepared themselves the best. Because it's one thing to be in a cart. A cart gives you, you know, its own breeze. This is going to be heat, and this is going to be heat in a cart. Uh, sorry, heat, uh, heat while walking. And there's going to be some people who are going to have to hydrate. And I think that's one of the big unknowns when you look at this from a betting standpoint or a pick standpoint or a fantasy standpoint is except for the five guys in the field who have played in these charity events, we have no idea how any of these players look, really, unless you're trusting mini-tour results, um, which, in that case, pick Alex Cheka or Joel Damon. Um, so it's it's very weird to me, Keith, as you look at this. I, I just think it's a crapshoot. I have no idea what's going to happen this week. Where's your head on <laughs> head at on that yes uh so i think a lot can happen i mean you know going back in uh march when the uh, players were going on being that they started the first round i know um with everything coronavirus related uh that it was there obviously the call to you know cancel the event after one day um i really wish that we would have seen it go the four days and then they um take take a hiatus from golf and then you know return when they can um, happens to be the Charles Schwab Challenge. Um, the, cool, the coolest part about it is this event has gotten, so, you know, gets some buzz, but because this is like the first tournament back, everyone's geared up to play, they're all allowed to play. Um, you're, you're seeing a field this year that you almost never see, and it's all the big names, everyone you want to see, I mean, except Tiger, of course, and a few others. Um, the, the thing that's very interesting about it is, Every single golfer in the field, um, with the, within the exception of like a few amateurs and some of the older guys, everyone's going to have a chance to, you know, has a chance to seeing it up, and they're going to they're all have the capability of playing well. It's just who is it going to be? Is it going to be the person, the kid, the people, the younger guys who um, really have just been playing a lot? Maybe they don't have as much commitment. Um, is it going to be like, or could it be? You know, obviously with the older guys maybe paying more attention to their family, not being able to play as much. Um, or could it be uh, the, or like, could it be the older guy with, because they say this golf course, uh, Colonial, or is it Colonia or Colonial? 
Colonial. Okay, Colonial. Sorry for that little faux pas. No, it's okay. Um, they say the older guys have a better stand, or just with course experience, there's something about being on these links where um, experience plays a factor. So that can that can help also. So kind of you're not you're not too sure what you're going to see. One little fun or no, one little um, stat for um, this this golf course is there's been one winner under the age of 30 since 2002, and that's Jordan Spieth, the one to do it before that's Sergio Garcia. So it leads me to believe that uh, experience on this golf course is very big, but having said that, all the older guys might have had to spend more time with their family and not paying as much attention. So uh, a lot of intrigue, a lot of, a lot of fun aspects, and yeah, again, the theme of it is just golf is back, and uh, we're all ready for it. And furthermore, I think another aspect of what you touched on there, Keith Markowitz, is as we have a Markowitz major uh, preview uh, here for Colonial, is this is an old-style golf course. This, is, this, this doesn't benefit one type of player. Kevin Na, the defending champion, is not a bomber. Um, but we've seen like bombers... last three years? What? He's won two of the last three years there, right? Uh, no, I don't. No? Somebody... I, uh, I, somebody has contended to it the last three years. I forget who, but no. Um, and, and look at who's a member there in Ryan Palmer. And yet Phil's won there twice. And, and Phil obviously is, you know, loves hitting his bombs. So, um, there is, um, definitely a, a, a couple different styles of play here. One guy that I'm super curious about, and he'll be in the first three, uh, sorry, top three in the World Golf Ranking group of Rory, John Rahm, and Brooks Kepka is Brooks Kepka, um, who was struggling with knee problems last we saw him, lingering knee problems from both the off-season procedure and then the slip in Japan on wet gravel, and suddenly he got 90 days, three months off to get his body in order, and... Um, had has gotten back playing, looks good and on run video. Well, that's all well and good, but now you got to put a number down on the scorecard, um, which is a whole different thing. And that's what really intrigues me. And I, I know that he's up there as one of the favorites, but I'm, I'm slightly quizzical as to why, because last we saw of Brooks Kepka, he was not regular Brooks Kepka. And look, if you assume the PGA Tour is going to go through, the end of the year, we are 13 events, sorry, 12 events away from the Tour Championship. We're 10 events away from the playoffs. We really need, if 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 you're, sorry, if you're in the Kepka camp, you really need him, him to get a move on because his FedEx Cup point standing spot is not where he wants it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, Kepka. Kepka is a beast. He's a beast. I mean, yeah, maybe he was struggling a little bit before, and you know, maybe the the knee was bothering him and everything. But I always, with him, you give him some time to sit back, relax. I mean, everyone's basically been on a vacation. Um, <laughs> I I would tend to think, and I saw him on ESPN. He did a like a little um, segment, I think, with uh, Matt Matt Barry, um, and it's just good for him to get the mind mind right. I think again and. He's very mentally strong, as we all know, and all see. Uh, I, I, you know, and he's a guy that I always, I, after, you know, his dominance, and I start to root for him now and um, marvel at how great he is. Um, I would 
I think he's going to play pretty well. I don't know where where that leads him, but and by the time it's spent time that these majors kick around, I mean they're they're all in different times of the year this year. So uh, who knows who's playing well at what time of the year now? But you tend to think that once the majors come around, Brooks is definitely ready to roll. Um, and uh, that's the one thing also that I didn't mention with golf obviously being back. And I mean I kind of did, but the um, you don't know. Like everyone's gonna have to shake the rust off, and I said to I said to Brett, who is my brother, uh, on the podcast a bunch of times as well, as Schilling alluded to. Um, this could be one of those tournaments, and first two in the beginning, as we come back from this layoff, uh, where you don't know how some like the, the, the scores are going. You could potentially be higher. Like winning scores could potentially be higher, and. You know, maybe not the like. I'm looking at, at a set or stat from last year. Only 12 eagles on the par fives last year in this tournament, um, with guys not playing as much. I mean, you know, it's all everyone's gonna have to shake the rust off, and they're all they're all professionals. They're all great, so we're gonna see. You know, obviously who does it, but um, yeah. And also remember this, and and this is you know you obviously know this, but for the folks out there. Because there's no fans, there are a, a vast fewer number of marshals and volunteers out there. What does that mean? If you hit it wayward, and look, this does not have open championship like fescue, but if you hit it wayward, which you can at Colonial into shrubbery or long rough or near a tree or if you hit one wayward and nobody sees where it bounced after it hit off a tree there may not be somebody there to help spot you um the shot link folks will be there but besides the shot link folks i don't know how many people there will be up by the t's sorry in in the fairways or up by the greens maybe besides some camera people and 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 dotty pepper mark immelman who can help and it's going to be very interesting to see if we get more lost balls than we usually do or higher numbers because you can't grandstand it there's no fans to kick a shot back in the fairway there's no there's no way to say all right i'm gonna take short out of play and just airmail this darn thing and if it hits the grandstand so be it there are no grandstands this week there's there's camera towers um so the you have to narrow your shot dispersion number hugely this week, which I think is going to be very interesting and is a factor I don't think a lot of fans have factored in until they sit down Thursday and see this in person. Yes, I uh, I actually uh, I love that you said that, um, and I you know it's it's a great point and something that we that us as viewers and the guys probably just playing. You know, the guys playing take for granted, us as viewers say, these guys never lose a golf ball. Because when us regular players are out there on a weekend or whenever we're playing our daily golf, nobody's, nobody's, we got to find our ball wherever we hit it. Whether, you know, bounces off a tree, and then you got to look to see where it went. You've got, you know, there's marshals, there's cameras. And hopefully, you know, the camera work, hopefully they can do a really good job of, if a guy can't find it right away, um, that could maybe help them assist with where it went. You don't want to. You really don't want to see them losing balls and stuff. But they may. They, that's another element that yeah they're going to be dealing with. That hey, that somebody may not spot their ball, but they really should have spotter for each group in the tournament. Otherwise, what you know, what are they doing? But you know, they they do a lot, have a walking. Be saying a lot more high numbers and avoiding 
a, a, a stat in potentially winning this golf tournament could be the person who keeps it in play the entire tournament. I mean, that's normally how it works anyways, but, I mean, that person's not going to have to deal with the, oh, um, hit, like, had to hit the provisional, and guess what? The provision, like, these guys normally don't have to hit a provisional. You know what I mean? So, yeah. that's really, uh, that's going to be very interesting, and, uh, the situation with, uh, just to ask you about it, you, you can just, you know, I guess, clear me up on it and also yeah. let the listeners uh, hear about it as well. What uh, The situation with um, the the players being mic'd up, is that taking place for this first event or is that something that they're going to be doing as as the season goes onward here? So a couple things uh, before I get to that. Just to piggyback on your previous point, CBS has about the same amount of cameras that they normally do. There is not a drop in cameras what there is a drop in and what could impact a player is the additional cameras that might be brought in for whatever reason, whether it's for a documentary, whether it's for PGA Tour Live. Um, there is PGA Tour Live this, this week, but remember, it's half the crew. And all it takes is one person saying, no, it's here. It's under this, you know, uh, you know, a uh, batch of leaves. Think next week at Harbortown with all the pine needles. If it, all it takes is one person to be able to say, nope, it's right there. It may be underneath this stuff, but I saw the ball for sure bounce there. It's just less personnel. Yes, the camera can help you, but if the camera doesn't spot it, then you've got a problem, obviously. So there is that element. In terms of miking up players, there was... A lot of talk and conjecture after both the Seminole event, but especially the match where Tiger, Phil, Brady, Manning's mic were live and open the entire time to uh, that, ooh, with no fans on site and everybody being at home, a good way to promote yourself, your brand, etc., could be wearing a microphone. They thought that there would be an enlightenment moment there potentially. Apparently it does. CBS says that they have commitments. They have not um, disclosed who they are. They hope to disclose that later in the week. Um, this is th- this is a single unified telecast. Same announcers all four days across Golf Channel and CBS because of social distancing and other things. So y- expect to see the first mic'd up player potentially on Thursday, if that happens, uh, it is, there's been no leaks to my knowledge of who, of, of who those people are, but they do have commitments. Um, it, it will not be Justin Thomas. He has said flat out he will never wear a microphone yeah, in, in, yeah, I mean, in regular competition. His, his point, for, for the fans, it is really cool, especially with limited, uh, with, with, no, with no fans in the stands. It's, it's a cool idea. It's just, you know, like same with any sport. And, and as Justin Thomas said, you don't know, like, what what the guys talk about in a group. It could be some, it could be like personal stuff. And it's, it's just stuff that they don't really need or want to maybe be um, out in the open for everybody to hear. It's the same thing as if, like, a football players mic'd up the whole tournament and you're hearing them drop F-bombs or things that are inappropriate. Or maybe they're, maybe while they're playing, they're making fun of Patrick Reed, rightfully so. You know, like, so these are... These are different things that uh, that you know they may not want others to hear, and I 
it's a cool idea. It's just when I actually saw Justin Thomas's viewpoint on that, I do kind of agree. I'm thinking to myself as a golfer and what I say to myself after I hit a shot or what I would say to my playing partners. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes or what and happens. Here's the other thing too, which I think it's misunderstood, um, and and I'm so glad you you mentioned what 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 you say to yourself after the shot because this is something that I've had some producers off the record tell me, and just something that I want to put out there. Uh, a, a lot of people say, "Wait a second, you 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 can hear the audio already because of the microphones." Well, yes, that's true. The problem is you need the right wind condition, the right weather condition, the right place, and a player caddy who talk loud enough so that you can hear it. The audio techs who worked the Hawaii Swing for Golf Channel got some great audio, especially from Justin Thomas in the playoff at, at the Century Tournament of Champions. The problem is you don't get that all the time. Wearing a microphone guarantees you of that. Number two... Yeah, well- Just hold on one second, Keith. And then number two, the networks have offered to put in place the NBA protocols. Now think about this. Guys in the NBA wear the mics all the time. The coaches wear the mics all the time. And you get the stalest of stale stuff on the air. You know, yeah, we have to rebound better. You know, we're not blocking out. Well, Well, you know, no kidding. You've allowed, you know... Uh, 15 offensive rebounds and, uh, you know, 12 of them turn into made baskets. Um, and, and it's stupid and, and people laugh sometimes, but sometimes you get you get good stuff, you know, with those microphones. That yeah. is, the way that that works is there is somebody from the network and sometimes from the league who is in the production truck listening to that audio, figuring out what is non-Xs and Os and what can get on air. And what the networks have told... The players is that we will put in the same structure. We guarantee that nothing you say that could be personal, scandalous, talking about where you're going to dinner, none of that would end up on air. It's the same structure as the NBA, which has worked amazingly well over the years, as many people know. Um, even if you hate the audio, and the players have have said no. So it, it appears, Keith, for some players. Nope, I don't want to break that wall. For others, it's, hey, it's one day out of the year. We're going to be playing a lot over these next 13 weeks. Let's wear the microphone, give the fans some insight. And look, we have to socially distance ourselves from the players anyway. So it's not like, you know, Ricky is going to be going up to JT and being like, you know, I think Allison looks great today. Like, you're not going to get that kind of audio um, that... A player might be apprehensive about, so I think that's why the players have said yes, and we'll see how it turns out come Monday. Uh, sorry, come Thursday. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the cool thing, like you know, like you're saying, you sometimes hear the audio, like and that's what if somebody's close enough, like when Tiger says, "Oh, Tiger, get closer, be the right club," and yeah, you know. But normally, you know, but it's like you're saying um, with the if the NBA the NBA does a really great job, and if they with that, and if they do it, and it's something that the PGA can trust. Obviously, right now in this world of flux, it's not a bad time to test something out like this. Look, if, if they try and it doesn't work or they try it and they don't really like it, then maybe you don't, then maybe you, uh, you know, you veer away from it. But it's a cool opportunity to kind of see how it works. Now, obviously, the one person 
that we can always use more content from and especially on the golf course is Mr. Phil Mickelson. However, even with him, sometimes, you know, you know, it, it, all this content is great, but, you know, it could almost, like, these guys want to stay professional. And every now and then, if there's something that they say, I mean, who knows? In this day and age of social media and, and um, people being heard for everything they say, you know, they may, it could be taken out of context, and then you never, you never know, the next, like, the next crazy dramatic story could be unfolding. And, uh, you know, so... So that's the interesting part, and obviously, like you're saying too, like they would only allow what is said. Uh, obviously, you remember your your boy uh, quarterback of the New York Jets saying, for, you know, from ESPN saying that he sees ghosts out there. Yes. I never wanted to yes. do that, but um, you know, so hopefully, if they if they put anything on, nothing nothing bad like that. Will so come here's the interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt, Keith. Um, and we're talking to Keith Markowitz here on, on teeing it up as, as we preview the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. What Sean McManus said, CBS Sports Chairman, on, on the conference call yesterday is that this would be open mic. So you would assume that the mic is open. Uh, sorry. What they are telling the players is assume your mic is open at all times. So this would be live audio. The hope in that case is that you don't have to sit there and replay it, and now you're talking about something four holes ago. You can do that if for some reason you miss a cool bit of audio. Like, oh my God, wow. You know, Jordan Spieth eagled 13? Wow, he must have holed out from the fairway. You know, with no fans, there's no roar. I have no idea. Like, like obviously that's something they can, you know, roll, roll the, the uh, tape back on and, and, and get back to later. But yeah. but but in 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 the moment they they want it to be live and look they'll have a seven second play on it just like there was for the match and uh, we'll see what happens it's going to be really interesting to see how the mic stuff plays out and how much the audio can play out and what the tour and what the tour and and CBS have also told the players is that look if you wear the microphone and you're leading and you're contending. Or if you're a featured player that we're covering, that's one less camera in your face because that means we don't need that camera's microphone in your face. So if you want social distancing, we'll stay even further away from you if you wear a microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt there. Um, but and So I like, guess you seen like Justin Thomas, you got Justin Thomas, Ricky, and Steve playing. So no, no wonder why he doesn't want a microphone because they're going to have their boy chats and stuff, which is, which is cool. But, uh, from six so, feet away. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be, it's, it's a good, like I said, good time to experiment. If it works, good. If not, no big deal. I mean, it's, it's just something for engagement. And if the players are open to it, that's fine. But they'll, they'll figure out a system that works well um, either way. Sir Nick Faldo was on that conference call yesterday, and he was saying that, that he's a big fan of the Texas guys this week, the guys that are used to playing this heat and have been out playing in this heat. Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, who won a, uh, a uh, charity event um, uh, benefiting uh, some caddies at a Dallas area golf course a couple weeks ago. Spieth, Ryan Palmer, who's a member at Colonial. Where's your head at on the the Texas guys? And because and for me, my my top, I, I've always thought this golf course is perfect for Ricky. And my 
top three picks this week are Xander Shoffley, Ricky yeah. Fowler, and there was a third that I forgot off. Oh, and uh, Scotty Scheffler. I, I, I think Scheffler has some momentum. I think no fans could help him get his first PGA Tour win. And obviously, Xander... You know, just this consistent week in and week out as a great ball striker. And Ricky, I just think the golf course is made for him. So that's that's my three for this week. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I like, you know, the Texas guys. I think, um, you know, Keith right now, we don't know what. But maybe the layoffs was good for him. So Maybe it's the mental health break he needed. He did no interviews. He didn't talk to anybody. Um, he's kind of been AWOL, which may be exactly what Jordan Spieth needed. Yeah, Spieth, I give, I just like an outside shot there. He's comfortable. He's back home. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm happy you say Scotty Scheffler. I think he's going to play very well. That He fits perfectly. I mean, he's from Texas. He's young and has and has no family. I mean, well, he has his regular, you know, his, his mom, is, his dad, is, you know, his sister, he's got a family. but Yeah, his nuclear family. No, no wife or anything, so he's probably playing a ton. Um and a little cool story, my little brother played in his first uh, golf tournament, U.S. Kids, um, was actually paired with Scotty Scheffler while he was living in New Jersey. Um, and I was part of the gallery watching this kid as a young kid just tearing up the golf course. That, so that was very, very cool. Um, so he's always a fan favorite in, in my uh, in my family. So we're, we're looking to see him play well. Shoffley, um, I really like him. Shoffley and Scheffler I have on my drafting teams. So, I mean, hopefully they don't. Uh, hopefully they play play nicely because I I have some invested in that. Uh, <laughs> that I have them on my team, I they probably won't. Um, and then you know, uh, from the peanut gallery in, in my in the back, I have um, a few sleepers in uh, Jimmy Walker, another uh, Texas guy. Uh, peanut gallery. Who is the uh, other one? Oh, oh, Joaquin Neiman. Um, you know, Justin Rose. I have these are guys that you know for me are just you know they may they can contend, but they're not my serious contend. Actually, Shopley and and Sheffler are my serious contenders. I have a few more, um, which I don't know if you want me to go into now or you want you know. Well, I will pause there and ask you this question: uh, What will be the bigger story this week, Bryson DeChambeau's look or Bryson DeChambeau's play? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Because um, he has put on some more muscle during this hiatus. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, even though he has put on a lot of muscle, I'm gonna say his play. He's very consistent. Um, he finds his way in the top ten and and on leaderboards um, on Sundays. And really, for him, all it comes down to is making a few more putts, um, as we saw with some tournaments. Uh, earlier in the year, so it's you know I, I'll go with I'll go with his play, even though yes he has bulked up and taken the time during quarantine to uh, you know really put some muscle on. Once it wants to hit it a little further, I guess you know three seventy five is enough, I guess you know. Yes, it is now time on teeing it up for Keith Markowitz. Um, basically picks the entire field. This has become an ongoing yeah. tradition. Yeah, this is the pick in, in your um, appearances where where Keith gives his picks and then gives the rationale for the under uh, other 140 guys 
he chose not to pick but still believes in. So, Keith, sit back. I uh, Sorry, I'm going to sit back, and uh, you, you can wax poetic about the other guys you like this week. Okay, well, um, first I'm going to just go into, um, you know, Keith's stats for the, 20, for the uh, tournament this week. Stokes game approach, 4-4 game, uh, 350 yards, 400 yards. Fairways game, Stokes game around the green, or Stokes game around the green. Those are the main stats that these guys are going to have. Um, obviously, it's not just confined to those. You got to, you know, solid ball strike. You got to make a putt. Um, I'm going to. I'll just throw up my sleeper pick, um, just because he's consistent. Usually, I'm. I my sleeper pick off the wall just Grant Snedeker. Um, I just for some re- for some reason I could just see him, uh, you know, playing well and being consistent. Uh, the guy who I haven't mentioned yet, other than like a Shoffley and a like Scheffler, um, who I think is the most consistent and was playing great before anything, before um, before the hiatus. I like Webb Simpson a lot. Um, he's had a he had a, a blazing hot start um, to 2020, and I, I really think that you know he hits the ball straight. His putting. Putting great, good, very good ball striker. Um, I'm gonna, so I like Webb Simpson um, a lot in that in that pick for that pick right there. Um, and then the other guy I'll go with just because he's the best in the world is Rory McIlroy. Um, I don't have a, I, I could go through a whole list, but I don't want to. Um, I don't want to give your, give the listeners too much to think about as they're making their picks. Um, you know, and then again, my fan favorites, they're my favorites. Like, you know, you'd love to see Mickelson play well and Fowler to play well. Um, and also, if it's not any of these guys I'm saying, like, you always want to see a good story, just like a feel-good story. Maybe one of these younger guys who, younger rookies who haven't made a who have, who are trying to make a name for themselves. Um, you know, it's just, just the fact that we have golf back joining USC and NASCAR, um, it's, uh, hey, you forgot bowling. Bowling came back last week. Oh, bowling. That's, that, that's a big one. Um, now we have, now all of us have more to bet on, which is, which is phenomenal. I hear in the swamps of New Jersey this thir- uh, on Thursday, it will be raining, so I won't be on the golf course playing um, like I have the last bunch of days here. So I'll be able to sit back, relax, really watch a lot. And, you know, I, you know, like we kind like we're, um, agreeing to for now that as long as I commit to it that we will have a reactionary recap of the event where we can just talk about it as well but um yeah it's going to be fun to, it's going to be fun to see some golf and watch some other people hit it around and uh and uh you know go for the gold that is Keith Markowitz uh he will hopefully be back next week um, unless we have like a Wednesday finish next week because of a playoff that lasts three days. Now, uh, Keith will be back early next week to uh, recap Colonial. Um, thank you, sir, for coming back on Teeing It Up. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And one last thing, a player that I do not want to see win because I never want to see him win, and I just have to say this for all the golf fans out there, that – our, our first golf tournament back in the PGA Tour um, better not be this guy, and I don't want to see him win another tournament ever again, and I hope everyone else agrees with me, Patrick Reed. If he wins, then you know 20, we should end 2020, and that should be that. No more golf, no more sports, no more nothing. Because 
then, as, as our good friend David Ferry said, when he wins, there is no God. So, so let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, thank you very much for having me on. It's always a pleasure, and I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, and I hope my, uh, I hope my uh, analysis is at least, you know, for the golfing term, subpar. Um, and uh, no, but always, always enjoy uh, ha- being on here with you. Had to get the Patrick Lee read line in there, didn't we? Keith. And Mickelson content, too. All listeners, let's listen to what Phil's going to say, because that man's a crack-up. He's a real hoot. So, really looking forward to that as well. Thank you, Keith, for coming on Teeing It Up, and thank you all for listening to this edition of Teeing It Up. And a little shout-out from Jay Marco. Oh, God. Uh, thank you, Justin, for uh, listening. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling.